Don't look now, but the Yankees are getting healthy. Let's step into the on-deck circle. You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and KC Bubba. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia. And welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it's Casey Bubba, and it's you. And we're here talking MLB DFS. We'll fly through the night that was and get you ready for the main slate in today's games. It's Wednesday. I'm having trouble keeping track of what day it is. I got to tell you, I don't know why. It's just been a blur ever since football started. But that's okay because we got football for you on Line Star as well. Scott Bogman and I will be back on Thursday. In case you missed it, we dropped yesterday. The uh, recap show and the hot take look ahead at week two, but we're also going to be doing the DFS show on Thursday morning will be out. You'll also have that uh, that big time wagering show on Friday. So make sure you subscribe to the pre-snap just like you subscribe to this program right here, courtesy of the Lions Star app. And we're coming to you uh, because of all the great people like Dan and Eric who run the site here over at Lions Star. So go over to LionsStarapp.com, go upgrade to the premium product. That way you can see what we're seeing and get involved with the value of what's going on. So Bubba, uh, obviously last night uh, we started to see the Yankees starting to get a little healthy. We saw some disappointments with Jack Flaherty, but we also saw some things that we thought would be, you know, like, I don't know, like double digit runs scored uh, in the uh, Diamondbacks game and some other games that certainly had some big totals. But it's been a crazy year in terms of scoring. I don't ever remember a week seeing this many runs I feel like the last two weeks, when, you know, between the 29 spot and the 20s and the 18s, I mean, the divide on pitching has been so vast. It really is like just something that I've never seen in baseball my whole life. And I love runs, but this is definitely weird. Yeah, it's weird right now because, like you said, the last couple of weeks, we're getting basically at least one or two football scores a night, which is like if it was a seven to six game or whatever, that's that's standard. You can see those. We're getting football scores, and it's not involving Coors Field, which is crazy. So it's been very challenging to do things because when you see the football score, if you don't have, if you didn't have the Yankees last night stacked up, you pretty much were men cashing it, or if anything, like, or you better have stacked the heck out of the Arizona Anaheim game. Like, it's just it's it's very up and down right now. Where usually you can kind of pick and choose and get a couple teams that score a lot of runs or whatever. Now it's you have to nail the big one, or it's a it's a challenging go because the pitching is that bad right now. Uh, yeah, it really is. Um, uh, some pitching was good, uh, surprisingly good too. Um, some not so surprisingly. So let's fly around yesterday before we get to today's slate. Uh, Hauk got the win, two nothing against the Marlins. So go figure that. Hauk about up. that. <laughs> I see what you did there, Dad. I see what you did there. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Uh, we had four one the Reds over the Pirates. There, uh, the Reds are inching closer and closer to the playoffs, and that was one of the teams I thought would get in this year. At one point, I thought all was lost, but uh, Trevor Bauer is basically kind of pulling them along, and some of the other guys are starting to get a little healthy too. Winker's been a huge. Uh, deal for them this year. Sanchez took the loss 6-1 uh, to the Rays. Uh, Yarborough and 16-game skid. There you go. So the Rays beat uh, 6-1, uh, the Nationals in that one. Uh, the Yanks, 
blow out the Blue Jays. Let's be honest. I mean, 20 to 6. Geez, Luke Voigt and Aaron Hicks hit home runs. Davey Garcia gets a second win on the year. His ERA is at 3.2. Arietta, this is two in a row now. Now I'm just mad. Now I just want to throw things yep. because one of my favorite things to do is troll Jake Arietta. And the last two weeks, I can't do it. And I'm just pissed off and I'm going to sit in the corner. Yeah, and he left with an injury to to top it off, like a calf injury or something. So I'll have to keep track of that. But yeah, very annoying. When Jake Arietta pitches well, no one's happy. No one's happy. Nobody's happy about it. Not even Jake Arietta. Well, maybe Jake Arietta. Uh Matthew Boyd, talk about didn't see this coming. Six nothing over the Royals. So unfortunately that that Royals uh, attack that we were hopeful for did not pan out. So we will take the hit on that one. Sorry about that, mm-hmm. boys and girls. That uh but I mean honestly, when a guy's got a st- when a guy goes, how many innings did he go this yesterday to get the get the six nothing win? His ERA went down to six seven five. So yeah. you know what? No regrets. No regrets. I got none. No, nope. no regrets. Period. I mean, if a guy's got an ERA above seven, I'm gonna go after him. And if he pitches well, so be it. Uh, Adam Duvall continues to stay hot. His tenth home run in the month of September. Wow! Holy crap! Look at that. Five uh, one over the Orioles. So. You know, Duvall seems to have settled in here. Um, it, it's fascinating because this was a guy a couple of years ago that was a 25 to 30 home run threat, and he kind of just disappeared off fantasy radars. And this year he's kind of had a renaissance with Atlanta. Yeah, I love watching Duvall do well, considering he was a Giants prospect that never did anything. So that's always fun. Uh, he went to the Reds and hit, and now he's hitting Atlanta. He's, he's getting older. He's an early 30s guy, and the Braves have him for cheap for a few years. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can continue it going, be a nice piece of a team that's uh, building something. So. I don't know how much longer he's got it in him, but you got to ride the street while he's got it. Yelich and Braun lead the Brewers to an 18 to 3 romp. Another huge total, right? Yep. 18, 20. Off of Jack Flaherty, Joe. Off Jack of Flaherty. Flaherty. Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. Yelich broke out of his slump at a home run and three hits. Oh, gross. Terrible. But on the good news front, Dane Dunning was awesome. Uh, we talked at length about Dane Dunning and the strikeout upside and the low roster percentage based on the fact he was facing the Twins and all that came to fruition. So if you had Dunning, you did well. Two nothing there for him to two and zero. Excuse me for him six two in this game. Uh, Luis Robert had a two uh, two run single that was a key moment in this one. Uh, your Queedy also good. Another guy we talked about against the Rangers. Why? Because the Rangers are not very good. Springer Maldonado hit home runs in that one. Then we had the Cubs six five over the Indians. Uh, I still can't. Whenever I see Oliver Perez's name in something, I always give pause because I just can't believe that guy is still in the league. I just can't believe he's the it. Jesse Orozco of our, our the oh, day. Bite your tongue. Do not ever <laughs> mention Jesse Orozco with the same name. Jesse Orozco saved so many big moments. I, I'm referring career. to pitching for like 25 years. I don't care. <laughs> I'm even. Uh, all right, let's move on before I go on mine. Uh, the Rockies. Last team's Millage. Last team's Millage. Last team's. Okay, now I'm back. All right, thank you. <laughs> that was that was a tough one there for a second. The Rockies three one over the A's. That was a huge disappointment in terms of totals. Zach Davies was also a disappointment there, but Gonson, I got to give him credit. You know that guy's really pitched great. Um, you know, I, I preferred the Davies side of this one, but if you had Gonsolin, it was the right call. 1.51 ERA for him. Um, again, it's just amazing how the Dodgers can just keep pulling up these guys. And, you know, it seems mm-hmm. like out of thin air and they just can. And, and I don't think he's got the minor league track record to sustain it. And that's what I was kind of waiting for the shoe to drop. But so far, all he's doing is dropping ERA. Uh, and of course, we had 17 runs, as I alluded to earlier, between the D-backs and Angels. Uh, D-backs had a seven-run lead <laughs> at one point in this one. They blew that. So uh, Madison Bumgarner did not factor into the decision. Now, today, Bubba, things are wacky yet again because of all the games and times. And you got like a 1 o'clock, a 3 o'clock, a 4 o'clock, a 5 o'clock. 
So basically, if you want to do the six o'clock games on FanDuel, you have to be playing what the all day in order to do that, or you have to be playing the day slate in order to do that today, correct? Yep, that's the only way you can do it. And DraftKings, I don't think, offers it at all. Um, but if you want to do it on FanDuel, you have to play the all day slate. So it incorporates some other games I don't really care for at all. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, so let's basically just isolate tonight. Let's start with the seven o'clock games over on FanDuel on DK. For once, we're all like kind of on the same page here. So let's start mm-hmm. with the Blue Jays. Uh, th- and there's a fun night here because we got some big names on the slate in terms of pitchers. Uh, we've got some big offensive potential as well. So Tanner Rourke, seven point five over on FanDuel uh, against Garrett Cole at nine point nine. Cole was much better in his last start. Um, so I guess here is the, uh, excuse me, the, I think I got the price. That's the DK price for those guys. My apologies there. Um, so 9.9 for him on uh, DK on FanDuel. Let's get it up there. There it is, 11.5 and 5.9 for Tanner Rourke. So uh, 11.5, very expensive over on FanDuel in the single pitcher slate. However, however, 9.9, it's kind of reasonable for Garrett Cole. I understand the Blue Jays are Good, but Garrett Cole was better his last time out, so maybe it was just like a hiccup. Maybe it was working through a little dead arm period. I don't know, but I don't know. The, the The discount on Cole is really tempting tonight, especially when you're starting to add some bats that are getting hot, like Aaron Hicks is hitting the ball well, Stanton's back in that lineup. Things are starting to tick up for the Yankees, and I kind of want to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, it, it's a good bandwagon to get on right about now. Garrett Cole at 9-9 on DK is a phenomenal price tag. We'll talk about some other arms that are, are a little more expensive and cheaper, but He's still striking guys out, seven or more Ks in four straight. He's facing a Jays team you can strike out. The velocity's fine. If you look at all of his underlying numbers, they're almost in line to just slightly off from previous seasons. He's just, uh, you know, run into a couple home runs more than normal. So that's that happens, especially this season where the ball's flying again. So Cole at 9-9 is a great price tag if you don't want to pay all the way up, which you might want to tonight, but uh, 9-9, very doable. Yeah, uh, I think that's definitely the way to go here. All right, so let's uh, also look at some of the pricing here that uh, is – surprising uh, i'm gonna use that term uh, aaron hicks is just 3.7 what a tremendous value on dk he is usually everybody's very yep. expensive there uh the rest of this lineup is you know pretty much four four and above torres is at four three uh on the fan duel side of things hicks is just 3k uh if he's gonna keep it in a three hole ahead of stanton that's a good spot for him i would definitely roll there uh feel good about lemayhew against work you know works when he's pitched to contact kind of dude so he's very hittable um i think this is a good one here and i think there will be a lot less heat on Garrett Cole than normal. Do you believe that on FanDuel you feel confident enough with him when DeGrom is on the exact same slate, basically at the same price? Yeah, I'll take Jacob DeGrom. That's I just, what I, I hate. I hate. I hate to do no, it. No, 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 that I, close, I agree. close in price, it's DeGrom. Yeah. I agree. But on, on DK, I think I like the discount enough to take that. Speaking of Jacob DeGrom, he is 11.7. So only a $200 difference between him and Cole. He's facing Zach Wheeler. We'll see if he can put his pants on for this one and get right. Um, <laughs> but that, that was just the funniest thing. Who injures themselves putting on pants? Like what? what? Uh, it's, it's almost it's almost as good as when Sammy Sosa injured his back sneezing. So it's uh well that I it, can it, understand. Like I've held in sneezes yeah. sometimes and like tweak something True. a little bit. It's like oh, that I can uh, whoop, we can start putting their pants on. What? Hey, appar- apparently he doesn't put them on one leg at a time. Like, uh, like we do, Joe. Uh, Jacob DeGrom <laughs> 10.4 on DK. Zach Wheeler is at 9k on FanDuel as we were saying 11.7 for DeGrom, 9.6 for Wheeler. So uh do you go for any offense in this one at all? Or do you actually think there's any potential here in tournaments with the oppo play of Zach Wheeler? Because, you know, the Mets, whenever they see DeGrom, they decide to take the bats, put them back into the clubhouse, and don't actually score runs. 
Yeah, see, that that's the, the fun argument here. On, on FanDuel, I want to pay for DeGrom and cash, roll with it. I see the Wheeler appeal, though. Even on FanDuel, I don't mind it at 96. On DK at 9K, I think it's a great GPP-type play because we know we know his his floor is pretty strong. This Mets team, like you said, their bats go away for DeGrom, and Wheeler's actually been pretty good. You're getting a nice discount even off of guys like Cole. You're going to want to pay for bats tonight. Wheeler and another guy that's priced right next to him we'll talk about at the end of the slate are both going to be super low-owned with those other big options above. So GPP wise, Wheeler becomes a very strong play. Yeah, I'm kind of in the I'm in agreement with, but I'm going to fade this game completely offensively. I don't yes, want anything to do I'm with, with it. You. I'm with uh, you. I'm with you. Just it's just and look and and maybe it hits. That's fine, but that is such a yeah, you know, that's such an anomaly there. This one feels like a a three one or four two kind of a game, and it's just you know with, with those guys on the mound who are capable of going out there and pitching obviously very well. You're going to move away from that. Brady Singer's at eight K over on Fanduel against Tariq Skubal at six four. Over on the DK side of things, uh, Brady Singer, 6.2, very cheap against Google, 6.5. Any love for Singer tonight as a tournament play on FanDuel or potentially as a secondary arm on DK? More so as a secondary arm on DK. I'm still not in love with it. It's been a rocky road for Singer, but if you really dig into his overall schedule, he's faded the White Sox twice and the Twins three times. That's not going to help your overall numbers out as a young kid. But uh, he's, faced, he's faced Cleveland, pitched well against him. Detroit, you obviously have a lot of swing and miss. I like Detroit's bats if you need value tonight, like one-offs or maybe two-man stacks to, to fit in higher-priced options. At the same time, on a two-picture site like DraftKings, Singer is an option for an SP2, not my top SP2, but he's in play. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else from this game that, that kind of piques your interest? Yeah, just the value bats. Like, Candelario's still swinging a good Goodrum's That was the only guy from – that's what I yeah. figured you were talking about when you were talking yeah, about value that, bats and Candelario. Pretty much. He's cheap on all both right. sides. All right, there you have it. Um, what about the three point nine k on Fanduel? Uh, excuse me, on DraftKings for Mondesi. I still could go there. Yes, as shortstop, it's a weird position. Like you have to pay up for the big boys, or there's not a lot else there. So I do like Mondesi if you want to save some cash at shortstop. And Oliveira is two point one, by the way. Too yeah, on DK. super cheap, super yeah. cheap. So there's value to be had in this game. I just wouldn't go all in on this game. All right, don't adjust your TV screens because Cole Hamels is pitching. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy crap! Yep. Things I also thought I'd never see in 2020 on my bingo board. Cole Hamill's pitching was one of them. I did not see that coming. So there you have it. So Cole Hamill's going to pitch against Keegan Aiken. I mean, I'm not going to go there. I'm like, I just, I want nothing to do with it. Uh, but uh, against the lefty, uh, certainly there, there's some value here to be had. Uh, they're, they're pretty expensive, including Freddie Freeman being very expensive. He's almost 6K over on... Over on DK, but on FanDuel, a little bit more approachable. Ozuna's at 3-9, uh, Swanson's at 3-4, Riley's at 2-6, Albies is at 3-8 against Keegan Aiken. Um, do you want to get involved with Atlanta in this one? Or let me ask this question, because do you want to attack Cole Hamels in his first start back? I kind of want to attack Cole Hamels, to be honest. I uh, thought I you might how, say that. I don't know how long he's going to go for the game, so that kind of makes it interesting of how you're going to set your lineup up with the bullpen after that. But I'll, I'll face that when we get there. I like to attack Cole Hamels. I don't mind attacking Aiken either. So I think there's offense to be had in this game. But yes, the Orioles are, are definitely on play, especially guys like Mountcastle. I was just going to say Mountcastle. Mountcastle is 3.3 on DK, 3.7 for Nunez. On Fandle, Mountcastle is 3.6. Nunez is just 2.8. That's definitely a good spot there. And I'm with Bubba. I think those are two guys. Mountcastle's looked really good. Uh, it's about time, too, that we, you know, they got him up there and going. I don't know what they were thinking about in the beginning of the year, but whatever so yeah so I, i'm i'm with bubba here let's fade away from atlanta let's go with the Orioles side of this game and you know let's spoil cole hamill's return let's do that now he'll go out there and throw seven shutout innings but that's probably 
unlikely, I would say. I would say highly unlikely. Uh, but yeah, Mountcastle, Nunez, that's the best values there. Maybe Hanser Alberto, too, at the top of the order, 2.9 over on FanDuel. Not a bad value also. It's it's funny to me how some of the guys at the very top of the order get extreme discounts. We've seen it all year with Cesar Hernandez at the top of the Indians lineup. It's always been like 2.7. We've seen it with some other teams where they just, I mean, even this next one, Tavares at 2.8. It seems like anybody at the top of certain orders that they mm-hmm. view as a little bit weaker of an order they tend to really discount the leadoff man, which is kind of funny because they're going to get an extra at bat or two potentially in a game. Uh, Kyle Gibson, 6.3 on FanDuel against Lance McCullers, 8.1 over on the FanDuel side. On DK, the price for McCullers is 7.8. Kyle Gibson's price doesn't matter. So, <laughs> <laughs> touche. Do, do we want to go right back here? Because we did it yesterday with your Quidi, and I got to tell you, I kind of want to go right back here, especially on DK. Holy crap, 7.5. What a tremendous value. Why would you even go to Brady Singer on uh, as a secondary arm for a thousand more? You could have McCullers, who's got way more strikeout upside, better win equity. Yeah, no, I'm 100 with you, McCullers, and, and people are going to see is again another guy. People just read the numbers, they get scared. Look at his home road splits. He's been phenomenal at home, destroyed on the road all season. So he's back at home against a Texas team that strikes out a lot. I have no problem playing McCullers at 75 on DK as an SP2. I think it's a great play uh, in that matchup. All right, on the, the DraftKings side here, you got Kyle Tucker at 4-2, Guriel 3-9, Brantley 3-3. Springer's been hot. He's at 4-4. Him and Bregman, very expensive, 4-4, 4-8. Would you like to get involved in Houston here today as a pivot to maybe some other stacks that might be a little bit more popular? Because there's definitely some value, especially on FanDuel. Springer's at 3-6. Bregman's just 3-4. I mean, there's a lot of value here with this Houston game against Kyle Gibson, who's, again, pretty hittable. Yeah, I'd like to get in on this. Like on DK, you have Altuve at 3-4 and Brantley at 3-3. So you get the two three-hitters super cheap. You mentioned Tucker's affordable. Uh, Correa left the game hurt pretty good yesterday, so you might get a cheap shortstop as well. You can get some value with Houston, a team that should be getting it going soon. Bring it back with like a Springer or a Bregman. I don't mind that at all. All right, we're going to bring it back with Lucas Giolito at 9.6 tonight on FanDuel for the White Sox taking on Jake Odorizzi at 6-5. Uh, this is another guy who's uh, in the mix for sure. 10.2, though, on DK for um, for Giolito against the Twins. I don't know. See, I, I look at the Cole pricing and the Giolito pricing, and it's – I don't know. I mean, I'd rather save a little money, <laughs> what I think is a lineup that is a little bit easier of an out. And this is not a knock on Giolito. He's been excellent. But at the same time, eh, I mean, uh, you got to like the White Sox tonight too. And again, Yodorizzi is a guy that – will give up hits we all know that that's for sure uh he has those moments where he is on but overall you know he, he is a guy that you could certainly attack so how do you approach giolito on the two slates tonight if at all um i will pay, play him on DraftKings as a gpp only if you want to be different from the degrom cole side of things i agree i'd rather have cole or degrom but the ownership on giolito is gonna be extremely low extremely low compared to those other two guys so i, I could go that angle on Fanduel. he's a gpp play as well ninety six hundred dollars a good price tag Quite the drop-off from Cole and DeGrom. So I like that in a a tournament to get the savings to get more bats. All right. I think that's a very good plan. All right, let's move on to the next one here. Aaron Savali, 8.6 against John Lester, 7.6. Lester was good his last time out, but again, it's just just a disaster waiting to happen. 7.6 over on DK, Savali, 8.6. So we got the exact same pricing on both sites, which hardly ever happens. Whenever it does, I always find that very, very interesting. So because two different... Salary structures, two different gameplay options, same salary is always wacky to me. So what does that mean to you? You want to go with Savali here? Is this the fade of all the fades, except for maybe McCullers, who's even cheaper? 
No, I'd stick with McCullers. Uh, Savali, uh, we love him. He's been great to us this year. Cubs offense isn't great, but he's been kind of up and down the last few outings. I don't know if it's the pitch mix or what it is. I'd rather go to McCullers at home against the Rangers. Yeah, uh, I, I can see that. I, th- I think that's probably the right pivot, too. Um, what Question, is, is there something to be said about tonight on DraftKings going, though, with Savali and McCullers as opposed to going up to the top of the board for somebody like DeGrom or Cole or Giolito and down to another pitcher and kind of going with the you know the group mentality tonight as opposed to the star scrub mentality? I definitely could see that because you're going to want to get some bats. I could see McCullers and a different guy than Savali that we'll talk about, but I, I, I understand your argument. I don't disagree with it, but there's just someone that's closer in price that I prefer over Savali. It wasn't an argument. It was just a question. <laughs> <laughs> a friendly You're, debate. It's, it's not even a debate. It was just a question. I It's an honest <laughs> question because I can see the merit in both of those options. Yes. Oh, I, in, I get it. Yeah. In multi-entry, I think it's actually a really smart thing to do is, is even if mm-hmm. you're going to do two entries into a tournament, have one that's got DeGrom and a lesser pitcher and then have one that's got maybe that two of the mid-level guys, the Savali McCullers grouping and and attack it that way and see which one pans out i i think that's that that's personally how i would go here um all right so again offensively when you have two pitchers who have pitched relatively well this year it's kind of tough to find offense do you find any offense appealing in this one to you it's uh it's tricky because yeah very inconsistent lindor had a big night last night but uh yeah i'm just probably gonna fade this game i guess you could go fran Millie's affordable at 2900 on fandle facing lester is always pretty nice but uh, overall i'm not a huge fan of this game for the offense okay uh moving on here caleb smith 5.8k on dk against dylan bundy at 9-1 on the FanDuel side of this game we've got caleb smith at 6-9 dylan bundy at 9-8 very expensive here so what is your trust factor with dylan bundy tonight against arizona i like him quite a bit but i prefer him on DraftKings because if you can get giolito about the same price on FanDuel, give me giolito but on DraftKings, but the bundy wheeler duo is going to be basically overlooked tonight with the guys priced above him or go down to McCullers, Savali, like you talked about. So if you want to go with a Bundy or a Wheeler and a, and a McCullers or something, I'm a big fan of that in this matchup tonight. You know, it feels with all these pitchers on tonight as we're continuing, as we're finishing up here, it definitely has the feeling like this is a night to pay way more attention. than We pay attention to pitching anyway, obviously. That's usually the main focus of trying to get that right, especially this year. But it feels kind of like you you have to get that right and get and there isn't a lot of offense. We're like, oh yeah, I love this game. And we talked about the White Sox, you know, we, we talked about one or two other ones, talked about Houston. I mean, it's not like Colorado's in play, it's not like Buffalo's in play, it's not like you know, the Yankees are obviously somewhere we want to go, but there's value with the Orioles tonight. There's certainly some value in some other spots as well. I kind of feel like it's it's more like Go out there, get your strikeouts, get your win. Make sure you solidify that because the offense is doable. Is that kind of the feeling you're getting on tonight too? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Make sure you nail your pitching. There's there's offensive ways to target the offense tonight. So definitely uh, the the similar thought process as you. All right, last one here. Drew Smiley going uh, against uh, Leger Nussom. We're going to try this again. I just think they keep giving me that. Oh, but that's not even on FanDuel. You can't even play that one, or can we? We can no, play it can. on BK. It's on there. It is it's on, on it's on there it, it, it's because so it's going to be what happened is it, it, it got smoked out in Seattle because the <laughs> conditions smoked. are ridiculous up there. <laughs> listen, listen so to they, us. Listen to the yeah, stupid so, things that so, come out of our mouths nowadays. So they flew to San Francisco. They're playing in San Francisco, but Seattle's the home team. They're going to play tonight and tomorrow afternoon. It's Drew Smiley versus Newsom, I believe, or I've seen Drew Smiley versus Newsom or Drew Smiley versus Marge Vicious. All I know is Drew Smiley's pitching for sure. Okay, so regardless of who's pitching for the Mariners. 
we back in here uh, <laughs> as usual with the with the San Francisco Giants? Yes, I'm, I'm all aboard that train as the visitors tonight in their home ballpark. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Hopefully it's Marge Vicious because you can get value with guys like Darren Ruff, Mauricio Dubon in the outfield, Austin Slater's there. There's a lot to like with the Giants' bats tonight. And honestly, on DraftKings with Smiley at 71, he's also a puntable pitcher if you need one. All right, there you have it. So it's that time again, boys and girls. It's time to call our shot. Bubba and I are going to give somebody a chance to win some free stuff. So head over to Line Star app over on Twitter and uh, Line Star MLB. Follow us there. Retweet this segment and reply with your home run call. And you can win some free swag if your person goes yard. So Bubba, I'm going to let you go first today. Who's your pick to click? Who is leaving the yard tonight? He went deep twice last night, so usually it's not a good idea to go back to that well. But the way he's hitting the ball, especially at home, versus right into pitching, I'm going back to Luke Voigt. This guy's ridiculous right now. And with, against Tanner Roark, I'll take Voigt going deep again. All right, I'm going to stick with the Yankees myself. I'm going to go with Giancarlo Stanton. That's right, the big boy. Let's go. Let's get after it, big boy. You're back. Let's, uh, let's get in there. Let's mix it up here a little bit. And uh, don't look now, but the Yankees are uh, starting to get healthy. If they can get Judge back, all of the woes and all of the crying and whining about how bad the Yankees are, it's all going to be for naught if they're healthy 100% and the pitching is going well when they get into the playoffs. So there you go. There's our picks. Humphreys will give us his as well, so you can go follow him on Twitter also. So that'll do it for us. I want to remind everybody, go check out that pre-snap show for NFL. Bogman and I will be back on Thursday with the DFS preview and the wagering show on Friday. We were, I think, uh, we were t- nine and s- ten and six against the spread, something like that. I think I th- we did very well. Uh, I would say it was a very good first week out of the gate. There, Bogman has all the numbers. I, I'm just the pretty face. Bogman's the numbers guy. He's the <laughs> one who keeps track of everything. Clearly, that's my role here. I am, I am just eye candy or ear candy for you, depending on what's going on. But head over to wherever you get your. What are you laughing about? Head over to wherever you get your podcast and uh, download that one. Subscribe to the pre-snap on iTunes, on iHeart, Stitcher, Google, everywhere. That's where we are. And same with this show too. That way, even next year when we come back, you'll know exactly where to find us. But we're not going anywhere. We got another couple of weeks of baseball left to do. So don't go anywhere, but make sure you do go to linestarapp.com and go get the Linestar app right now. That'll do it for me and Bubba. There's nothing left to do now except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck podcast brought to you by Linestar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Casey Bubba.